Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy post. Holy crap, what was that we just watched? Debate night. I don't know about you, but I was playing a debate drinking game. For every time I stood up and yelled at the television, I'd have been drunk within the first 30 minutes. Oh my gosh. I mean, this is nuts. And this is, it just, it went on just crazily. I kept thinking, what a, excuse my language, but there's really only one word for what occurred last night. And that is, it was just a complete shit show. It was, in my humble opinion, it was a complete shit show. I, I have to admit, I was proud of the president for coming out of the gate. None of us really knew if he would, if he would come out, you know, tiptoeing through the tulips with senile Joe. And I don't say that uh, mockingly, but... You know, surprisingly enough, either the Adderall or something held on long enough for him to make it through that. We've all seen the multiple clips of him just forgetting, you know, basically what planet he's on and what day of the week it is, because that's what happens to people who have uh, a debilitating uh, disease called dementia, Alzheimer's, getting old. That's not even getting old. My father was 88 and had a much better, more intact memory, uh, ability to speak in cogent ter- sentences and coherent you know, terms than Joe Biden. So I don't say that to be, you know, disrespectful as much as, you know, a blind man, a child could see that he's just not been exhibiting the behavior of someone who has all of their mental faculties present. I don't care how old you are. So I wasn't sure, and many of us were in media were wondering, hmm, I wonder how he's going to attack this. How will the president approach this debate? And I was pleasantly surprised to see him just kind of show up as himself. Now, Chris Wallace is a whole other story. And we all knew, especially those of us who are honest in media, we all knew that was not going to be a fair debate. I mean, with all due respect, you probably would have gotten greater fairness with someone like Megyn Kelly or Martha McCallum, who have both have exhibited behaviors that are left-leaning, in my humble opinion, not exactly journalistic, much less leaning to the right Certainly not as married to principles of the right as folks, uh, as media pundits on the and journalists on the left. You turn on a station of the left's persuasion, and there's zero doubt about where they reside. Zero, like none, right? You turn on Fox, other than OAN, um, you're kind of like, huh, that's weird. I just yesterday, Geraldo said that, you know, the president was excellent about this, this, and this. Then today he's, you know, he's got to go, man. He's need to knock it off with immigration, which shouldn't surprise any of us. But 
you know, just abject lies about the president. For God's sakes, Donna Brazil opened the whole thing, which should have been, if Chris Wallace wasn't enough of an indicator of what a shit show last night was going to be, Donna Brazil, of all people, accused and guilty, guilty of giving the questions to Hillary Clinton before the debate is hosting on Fox News. I mean, you cannot make this level of circus up. You just can't. It's not even theater because I don't consider the circus to be theater. I consider the circus a performance all of its own. But it's, you know, that's why you had the strange people, right? The the woman with a beard. Now it, just walk into any supermarket and see that. But, you know, you've got the person with the three eyes or three nipples, I whatever. I can say that now. Nipple, nipple, nipple. Um, can't say that on terrestrial air. But, um, yeah, I mean, a circus. It, it was like Chris, Chris Wallace would have been the little guy, the clowns that rolled onto the stage before in the little car and 20 of them just piled out, right? Well, he, he is the 20 of the clowns who piled out of the car. It was, I said, within the first, I'm going to say 15 minutes, the president is no longer debating uh, former Vice President Biden. He is debating Chris Wallace. I mean, I've never seen a bigger showboat exhibit in my life. Just, I'm just going to play this. Back to back to back because this this is how it came at us last night. I felt like I was in the middle of a rock'em sock'em game. You remember those those little toys? You know where it was like you had you 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 controlled the boxers with like your hands, where you would squeeze it and they would punch at each other, right? And it was it wasn't even whack a mole. It was just like it was too much. It was too much. It was disrespectful. It was irreverent. We do still have an office called the Presidency of the United States, and I know some of people on the some people on the left who listen to me are thinking, "Yeah, well, you know, Trump started it with his lack of decorum." Um, I disagree with that, and I'm fine with his lack of decorum at this point because he's just pulled the cover off of all of the roaches and said, "Yep, there they are. I told you I was coming to drain the swamp, and it stinks." And here's the hairball, and here's this person, and here's this uh, uh, amoeba. Here's you know this bacteria and this virus, and here's this cancer, and here. I mean, it's just so. It is so much, and it is so God. It is so much, and it is so God for us to just gah, stand back and look at this and go. For some of us, we're mortified, thinking we knew it. We knew it the whole time. We knew it the whole time, and it sucks that it's being exposed, and oh my gosh, what do we do with all of this other than drain faster, drain faster, drain faster, um, and find decent men and women who can run for office who aren't planning to stay there till their grave, you know, into ancient age, and for God's sakes, create some type of campaign finance reform while we're at it. Yeah, those of us who are like, okay, we knew it was there, but wow, the stench when you pull the lid off that sucker Maybe we weren't anticipating that. And it's been three years of a stench. You know, I live in the city. And so when it rains, those storm drains 
the sewer rise, the sewage, ugh, it just smells like raw sewage. And I think to myself, I don't smell that in front of my house. Some people do as I'm walking through the neighborhood adjacent to, to my place. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, you pay millions of dollars to live in these places. And, and your, your barbecue smells like ass. Literally. Excuse me. That's pretty much how I would summarize last night's debate. So here we go. Millionaires and billionaires like him in the middle of the COVID crisis have done very well. Another billionaires have made another $300 billion because of his profligate tax proposal. And he only focused on the market. But you folks at home, you folks living in Scranton and Claymont and all the small towns and working class towns in America. How well are you doing? This guy paid well, a total of $750 in taxes. Nobody believes that. I understand. You've agreed to the two minutes, so please let him have it. Do I get my time back? The fact is that he has, in fact, worked on this in a way that he's going to be the first president of the United States to leave office, having fewer jobs in his administration than when he became president. Abject lie. Wait a minute, Judge. Let, let me shut you down for a second, Judge. Will you Who shut up, man? Obamacare, I got rid of it. I'd like you and to, we will protect Mr. people. President, with I'm the moderator of this debate, and I would like you to let me ask my question. <laughs> Shit show and more. <laughs> Just when you thought that was enough. Hold on. Where's my next clip? Dug on it. Where are these clowns? Could <laughs> you to build the Green New Deal? Pardon me? Do you support that? No, I don't support the Green oh, New Deal. Oh, you don't? Oh, well, that's a big not, statement. I support that means you the, just the radical left. I, su- I support oh, the don't. Biden plan. I support the Biden plan. So, so we built the greatest economy in history. We closed it down because of the China plague. When the plague came in, we closed it down, which was very hard psychologically to do. He didn't think we should close it down, and he yep. was wrong. And again, two million people would be dead now instead of... Still, 204,000 people is too much. One person is too much. Should have never happened from China. But what happened is we closed it down and now we're reopening and we're doing record business. Mm -hmm. We had 10.4 million people in a four month period that we've put back into the workforce. That's a record the likes of which nobody's ever seen before. And he wants to close down the he will shut it down again. Yes, he will. Absolutely. He's already told us that that is exactly what he would do. And it's coming. President, president for Democrats and Republicans. And this guy... I want to see fact, an honest okay. ballot count. Gentlemen, we, you say that's the end of it? This is the I end of this debate? Honest ballot count. Gentlemen, I'm going to leave it See you this debate. To be continued as in more debates as we go oh, on. Gosh. All I can say is I hope it's not like that. And, and forgive me, when I say clowns, I'm referring to Joe Biden and Chris Wallace who clearly are on the same team. I loved how Chris gave Biden basically his talking points before he asked him to confirm the talking points that he just gave, that he just outlined to him. So it's like, hmm, okay. Um, So, Mr. Vice President, you say, and for the record, some of you are like, why is he calling him vice president? Because he is a former vice president. When he's the only one in the room, he gets referred to as vice president. Some of you also may not know that your lieutenant governors, if they are present and your governor is not, they are hereby referred to as your governor. Simply in absence of the other hierarchical leader. There you go. So, the president, I have to say, 
he came out swinging and they punched, they poked him. They, they tried to punch him in the face and he said, all right, gloves are off. That's it. Here we are. And that's pretty much what we had for an hour and a half. And it was, um, the lack of respect. I I wish that the president had not been so entangled with the emotional charge that he could have stopped and um, demanded respect for the office. Not necessarily himself, but the office of presidency actually deserved uh, to be brought to the attention of the American viewers. And that was something that uh, neither Chris Wallace nor Joe Biden were going to um, offer up in the way of decorum. Clearly, it wasn't going to happen. And Joe was rattled, um, and he, too, was provoked. Uh, You know, no one really touted things like uh, things that he has accomplished. It was was a constant uh, defense mode. Um, I, I wish that the president, this is where it would really behoove him to be more of a politician, to be quite honest with you, because politicians are really, really effective at answering the question they wanted you to ask. Not necessarily fighting. It really wasn't a debate. It was Chris Wallace grandstanding because a debate um, doesn't take the president to task on his record as much as it opens the field for discussion of, okay, Mr. President, you've done this. What would you have done differently? What would you do moving forward? And Joe Biden, what would you do, you know, in that, in that stead? What, what are your plans? What, what is your vision? We never heard Joe Biden's plan. Matter of fact, none of us have heard of that before last night. He's been completely on board with the green new deal. That is something he should have been taken to task for. What, what is your plan? What is your plan, Joe? Other than making it up on the fly. So it was it was a brawl. I know Sean Hannity was on after he thought it was the greatest thing ever. I was exhausted. I was pissed. I was just tired. Like I, I went to bed kind of angry. Um and I just I wanted to wash that off before getting in my bed. I, I didn't I didn't want that on me whenever I went to sleep. And it just made me wonder, you know, it certainly didn't move the needle with people who are already decided. But I did wonder how those in the middle, you know, how they were affected by it. I mean, the president came out as himself. Fair enough. I'm voting for him because of who he is and what he has done. Primarily what he's done and the promises that he has kept. Remember, promises made, promises kept. Promiseskept.com. So, um, you know, I'm trying to think of some of the the, the conversational points I had today. Um at lunch with a friend of mine who is involved in politics and, um, you know, and, and understands the game. And, and I guess both of us just kind of conceded that um, it, it should have gone better. Hopefully the next one will. Um, I, I hope that the president is um, coached a little bit more about making sure that he every punch he gets in has something to do with what he's already done. And I and someone for the love of God coach him on giving the answer that they should have asked to the question they should have asked. 
I mean, that is that is politician 101. And, and I realize he's not a politician. He's, he's simply very honest. He is reactive. He can be responsive. Um, but last night he was he was provoked and it wasn't fair. And, and here's the thing. If it's one thing that's going to provoke Donald J. Trump, it is going to be the appearance of unfairness. And I think that may have been a little bit of his undoing, if you will, uh, last evening in the and the ineffectiveness of of his um, performance for people who are trying to decide whether or not they should, but whether or not Joe and the party really are dead. And and he did say last evening, quite honestly, looking like a corpse on stage, that. He is the Democrat Party. I'm going to tell you something else too. Uh, in in closing, um, a a something that I kept screaming at the television about because it's so aggravating. And I saw where Candace Owens tweeted the same thing after the debate. Um, anytime Joe appealed to people, he 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 wouldn't even give the president his his gaze. The president was engaged with Joe. Joe was engaged with your low information voter and people who have probably just now tuned into all of this who blah blah. So he spent more time looking into the camera, evading, you know, any measure of depth whenever it, it was all about feelings. What about you, the little people in Scranton? What about you, the voter? Take your power back and go out. That's what the Democrats do. He he was his own mailer last evening. And you you can't necessarily fault the Democrats for, for deploying that tactic because it works. It works on a certain demographic. It works on people who feel that they are they feel their way through life and feel that they are illegitimate. They remember we talked about that yesterday, illegitimacy. They feel as if they've been marginalized and forgotten. They feel as if life is unfair. So if they haven't been affected by the president's uh, decisions during his term, I, and I love this, I love that the president's like, I have four years. I don't have a three or a three and a half year term, Joe. I have a four year presidency. So my time's not up. Love that. I've done more in 40. This had to have been the, 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 just it. Like it was the mic drop of the night. I've done more in 47 months than you have in 47 years. For sure. That was the, the mic drop, uh, of, of the evening for the president. But it just left me thinking, wow, this crap works. It works on people who are guided by their feelings whenever it comes to this. See, look, he cares about us. He cares about us. So so the so the elderly, you know, the hey, he's one of us. He's one of us. The folks who don't really want things to change, who who do believe he is the Democrat Party, they will unequivocally vote for him. For sure, hands down. Um your younger voters, uh, you know, the president didn't do himself any favors by aligning Joe with Bernie because your younger base, actually, uh, they are Bernie fans primarily because of what? 
unfairness. They see what happened to him as unfair. But when it comes down to, hmm, we going to vote for the pee-grabbing president, because that's all they've got, really, in their in their quiver, um, that's the only arrow left for people, especially, you know, maniacal feminist women, who uh, cannot give up the ghost on that and won't, and they keep, you know, that's a breeding ground for hatred of the president, for younger women who are being groomed for feminazism. Um, or are we going to look at the old guy, Joe Biden, with the possibility of having Kamala Harris as the first female president, God forbid. I mean, there, there there's a whole demonic um, paradigm at work here. And I would encourage you that if, if you have friends who are still listening or you know people are on the fence, don't spend a lot of your energy criticizing people on the left or, or low-information voters, as I call it. But they really are. They're low-information voters. They're apathetic, which is the worst. They are detriment and a, dra- and a drain on the country because they're not engaged. They don't understand what's at stake. Uh, the rest of us, you know, are holding up the banner. It's like a game of tug-of-war, right? You need to have your strongest people up front with a kick-ass dude on the back, but you need to have some strong people all throughout. And, you know... In many aspects as a nation, it feels as though more often than not these days, you know, we've got the little twiggy Antifa folks up front, you know, with with a couple of heavy dudes on back, but on the back of the rope, but it's it pulling against other nations who are gloating. They are lusting over what's happening with us. And that that really bothered me too, because I'm Southern. I'm as Southern as a biscuit. And 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 we don't really like our dirty laundry being aired in public. And and what we saw last night was just like, mm, there's a part of me that I thought, man, I'm going to reach out to my relatives in Germany. And I gotta tell you, they're actually uh, rooting for President Trump at this point because they can't stand their own leadership in Angela and, and the, U, the EU and the open borders. And, you know, their culture is shot to hell. Legit. No longer German. And so they look at President Trump like psh, he is, you know, the next savior. And um, it's him for them over there. What happens here affects them, and they know that. So their eyes have now opened to what a sham Obama was, how he set them up for further, you know, homogenization over there in the European Union. And, um, and they're rooting for President Trump. But other nations, not so much. Not so much. They're waiting for this to epically, uh, in, epically in, implode. Uh, along the lines of, you know, winning friends and influencing people. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's never easy to lose a friend, uh, especially over politics. Uh, but someone said to me, you know, if they don't know the difference between you and, and your morality and your politics, and I thought, well, wait a minute, because... Um, my, my worldview, my morality, my, my faith, all, all of that is congruent with my political stance. And it has been for quite some time. It was also the tagline of my show when I started on the radio five years ago, Faith, Life, and Politics, the Monica Matthews Show. At the time, 
you know, President Trump was just starting to surface, and evangelicals were running for their Jesus recliners, honey. They were hoping for the rapture so they wouldn't be held accountable, uh, held accountable for voting for the pea grabbing Donald Trump because there's no way God could have chosen him. They kept waiting for Ted Cruz to descend or or for the president to croak and Vice President Pence to descend into the Oval Office and take over as Jesus incarnate. And uh, I was like, here we go, folks. It's time to talk about faith, life, and politics. And people are like, oh, my God, why do you do that? No one does that. Why, why, you can't, why, do, you, why do you marry the two? And, and I'll say this about that, because people never leave home without it. They don't legislate without their faith either. Something I wish people had brought up last evening. I wish one of the one of one of the rebuts that the president had what was along the lines of, "Hey, what about you, Chris? What about you, Joe? Where were you guys uh, speaking of crime and policing and all of that? Where were you during the eight years of your tenure when the Obama administration told you to stand down?" told government agents, federal agencies to stand, intelligence agencies to stand down with regard to keeping accurate crime stats. And in the meantime, going from, I don't know, roughly 150,000 criminal gang elements to over 1.7 million. You do understand we have more criminal gang members in our country than we do our military, than we do military members. I mean, just wrap your mind around that. No one talks about that. So it's, you know, let's put things in perspective. Even the weakest of the weak of this country are afraid. So that is something that I think, you know, Megyn Kelly tweeted some crap about the president, you know, is is aggressive. And is that really going to bode well with, uh, what does she say, with suburban female voters? And I'm like, girl, clearly you do not represent people and women in the South in the suburbs because we are uh, booted, suited, and uh, armed. We are ready for combat here. Nobody's taken our families hostage, especially. So, so we're okay with an aggressive nature uh, president who's had enough of all of these little hooligans burning our cities down. We're okay with that, was actually my response to her via Twitter. Not that she's read it, but uh, I think you can check out Megan's new podcast. I did ask many, because everyone has one, including Hillary Clinton. In case you missed it, Hillary Clinton has her very own podcast now. (laughs) Oh, everybody has a podcast, but everybody has something to say, and you know what they say about that. At any rate, what a shit show. I'm glad it's over. I hope the president takes some time to just regroup, recoup, get himself together. Next up, we have uh, Vice President Pence and Kamala Harris. That should be interesting. We know that he will have a smile plastered to his face, and um, he will not be moved because he's simply not moved by the tricks of the trade. So uh, he, I have no doubt that he will be a complete gentleman he will take her to task as only Vice President Pence can, and um, and I'm looking forward to that. All right, I got to get out of here. I've talked enough. I love you guys though, and I'm I'm glad that you uh, you joined me this evening. And I'm trying to decide. Oh yeah, I wanted to thank you guys for your um for your purchases. Thank you so much. 
you now buy them buy all of your merchandise, my gear, my patriotic gear at monicamatthews.com. It's on my website. It is uh, monicamatthews.com. It's front and center. You can get shirts and mugs, and we're going to have some uh, hoodies and sweatshirts coming up here soon. If you're an American, act like one apparel. Uh, my next slogan will be coming out soon. Coming out soon. Share it with your loved ones, your friends, your neighbors, and especially people on the fence. They're going to be like, what does it mean to be an American? Well, go to uh, promiseskept.com. That'll help you for that. figure that out. Or how about just the United States Constitution? That helps too. All right, guys. Until tomorrow, take your peace. Kiss your loved ones and your babies. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.